This is episode number 228 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Everybody, welcome back to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute. My goal is to help you become a fearless and confident professional speaker and presenter. On this episode, I'm going to give you a few tips to help you calm your nerves before and, and in some cases even during a big presentation, because most often the nervousness that we feel is really greatest right before you say the first couple of words in your, in your presentation. So these tips can help you reduce that uncomfortableness and, and help you feel better in, in those situations. So by the way, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a session. And also make sure and leave me a comment or a review in the, the podcast app that where you download the, the podcast. By the way, we recently posted our list of 2022 public speaking classes on our website at fearlesspresentations.com. We have two-day public speaking classes coming up in Washington, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, Boston, Houston, and Las Vegas. Make sure to check out the updated schedule at fearlesspresentations.com for all classes and all locations. All right, so let's get on with today's podcast. Hey, so the title today is how to calm down before a presentation, or in other words, I'm going to give you some simple things that you can do to calm your nerves when you when you begin to present or just before you're going to present your your or give your presentation. So if you want to calm down, you know, get rid of those nerves, then these things can be really, really helpful. Um, by the way, just so you know, I mean, it's easy, easy to feel anxious, especially if it's a big speech, if, if you've got a lot on the line. So that that initial kind of nervous energy, though, can cause the speaker to have sometimes a shaky voice or a dry mouth or sweaty palms. So just before the, the presentation starts, um, the, the those things can kind of occur. And the good news is, is that this experience is really common. Most of the time, if you start your presentation well, then the level of nervousness will drop down very quickly. However, sometimes when people feel that that stage fright, they'll they panic. And when you panic in front of an audience, then you're most likely going to experience even more nervous feelings along the way. So what do you do to calm down before the, the presentation starts or, or really calm those nerves? So basically, these are five things that you can do before and during a speech to help you kind of reduce that nervousness. I'll list them out in order, and then we'll go into each one of these in just a little bit more detail. So number one is you want to um, create a simple presentation with just a few bullet points and then practice it with a person. And then the second one that we're going to talk about is if you find a quiet place just before you go on stage to, to speak where you're alone, and you just kind of perform a series of short bursts of exercise, um, you'll be amazed at how that um, calms you down pretty dramatically. We'll talk about that in, in a little bit more detail in a few minutes. Um, one of the other things that you can do is you can interact and network with your audience. That will really help you calm your nerves before a presentation. And then the fourth one is just before you start the presentation, just before you say the first few words, take a steady and deep breath that helps you calm your heart rate down. 
And then finally, the last one is really the most important one. We'll spend a little bit more time on it is start your presentation with a personal story or an example, because that's going to help you calm your nerves almost instantly. So let's cover each one of these in just a little bit more detail. That, that first one that we talked about was to create a simple presentation with just a few key bullet points and then practice it with, with a person. So surprisingly, a lot of speech anxiety comes from trying to deliver a really bad speech. And so here is the absolute best tip I can give you about public speaking anxiety and just public speaking in general is that if you try to deliver a terrible speech, you will most likely be extremely nervous when you do that. <laughs> so the first step to calm down before a presentation is to design a great presentation. Um, I, I'll give you a really good example of this, by the way. Most of you are probably, most of you listening are probably too young to remember this, but a, a couple of decades ago, Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman starred in this movie called Hulk, called Hook. Um, this was a it was a it was an adaptation of Peter Pan, and it was I, I if I I never saw the movie because it was so bad, but um, but it was about what happens when Peter Pan grows up, <laughs> and so um, so again you got to think about this. Robin Williams had at by that time he had won four Academy Awards. Hoffman has had won eight Academy Awards in his in his career. Not sure how many he had won by that point. So these guys were are both were both fantastic actors. Um, directing the movie was Steven Spielberg, who has 18 Academy Awards. He's the guy that directed the movie. Um, and there were other people like Julia Roberts. I think she had four um, um, Academy Awards as well. But um, but even with all that, that, that all-star cast, you know, they're telling the story of Peter Pan after, after Peter Pan grows up. And it should have been a blockbuster. It should have been something that raked in the the uh, revenue and everything, but it, the movie sucked. It was terrible. It was, it was, it, it flopped because it took too long to get to the point. In fact, a, a word that is often used to describe the movie by critics is the word bloated. You know, there's just too much stuff that didn't add to the, the storyline. So a lot of presentations are really designed the same way. There's, they're too long and they've got too many bullet points. So a great way to reduce your nervousness before a big presentation is to spend time organizing a good speech. Think about what your audience wants or needs to know about the topic and then ask yourself, hey, if the audience only understood one thing that I'm going to present in this, in this entire presentation, what would be the most important thing that they would need to remember? And then you do that a couple more times. You end up with the top three, four, five key concepts and then design your entire presentation around those key points. Then once you have a good speech, then you practice it once a time with a family member or, or a significant other. Practice it out loud with another person that lets you make corrections in, along the way and, and improve the speech. Um, by the way, if, if you want some additional information about how to do this. Um, we have a series of blog posts and podcasts uh, about this. Um, I'll leave uh, links to that in the show notes. But the, but the one that is most common, the one that's very helpful is how to design a speech quickly. And I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll leave a link to that in the show notes so you can kind of go and get additional information about that. So the second thing that you can do to reduce nervousness before your big speech is to find a quiet place to be alone and perform a series of short exercises or high intensity exercises. Um, I give you a really good example about how I learned to do this. It actually wasn't in public speaking. It was way back when I was in high school. 
I was actually competing in a powerlifting competition. A lot of people see me now, they go, you are a powerlifter? Well, you know, just by weight class. <laughs> so basically, I was a smaller guy and I was pretty strong for my, my size. But um, the way that powerlifting works, if, you, if you've ever seen the um, Olympics, uh, the weightlifting competitions and that kind of thing, um, the, the, in order to win a medal, basically, all I had to do was either lift, lift the heaviest weight in my weight class or the second heaviest weight or the third heaviest weight. That, I mean, that's pretty, pretty simple, but basically each competitor got to lift three times. So basically if I was doing bench press, I would do three bench presses and the heaviest of the three that I was able to lift successfully would be my score. Uh, and um, it, it, so it takes a little bit of strategy to, to kind of do this um, because if you set the weight too high for your first lift and then you fail, <laughs> Now you're in a tough position because that, that first lift is so important because it sets a baseline. Because even if you fail the other two times, at least you've got a score. Whereas if you fail on the first lift, now you're like, hmm, okay, am I going to increase that? Because I didn't even get the last one. Uh, most of the time, what you have to do is either keep it the same and try again and hope you're not too exhausted to lift it or lower it down. And then that's going to really hurt your score. So so that's that's kind of the, the strategy behind this this um, this this exercise anyway. So basically, what I did this, so I'm at the time I'm probably I don't know maybe 16 17 years old maybe, and I laid down on the bench and I easily lifted the weight. I'm and I'm, it was easy. I'm a piece of cake, and I and I held the the weight up above my chest for what seemed like an extraordinarily long period of time. Since this is the first time I've ever done this, I didn't realize that something was wrong there, but I knew that, the, I mean, cause the, the, instead of what should have happened was that my coach, you know, who was, who was spotting me should have told me to, you know, return the, the weight to the, the weight rack when the, the lift was complete and he wasn't doing that. And eventually he did, but it took a long time. And, and as I set up, I was confused. I looked over my shoulder and I saw the, 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 the way that, it, that weightlifting is scored is there's three judges, one on each side of the, of the, the person that's lifting. And um, each one of them will give them either, either a green light if it was a good lift or a red light if it was a, 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 a bad lift. And I looked over my shoulder and it was four red lights. So none of the judges said that I had a, a good score. And I'm like, what the heck happened? And it turned out my lift didn't count because um, as soon as I, as soon as I saw the red lights, I knew what I'd done or really what I didn't do really in order to score the lift. You have to pause at in the middle of the lift and then hold it for just a, a split second and then lift it. Otherwise it doesn't, it doesn't count. So, and I forgot to do that. I was so nervous that I just lifted the weight as fast as I could. And then, and then I did it very quickly with no pause so that the um, it it that nervousness that I felt caused me to actually fail in that situation. As I got closer to the second lift, you know, my my coach decided to increase the weight. You know, he he was you know we had to, otherwise I probably wasn't going to medal. And so my nervousness started to increase because because now the first one I knew I could get, <laughs> I did it. I mean. Second one, that's quite a little bit heavier than what I'd ever lifted before. So there, there was now, it was way more risky, but um, without the score for that first lift, if I missed this one, I had no chance to win a medal. So my coach 
basically pulled me aside just before I was about to, to, to do the lift. And he told me to go to the corner of the gym, just out in the corner where, I mean, there were people all over, but folks were doing crazy things anyway. And he just, he told me to do 10 burpees. So if you don't know what a burpee is, it's, it's the most ridiculous exercise ever. And it stinks. It's not a fun thing to do. Basically what you do is you kind of go down to the ground, touch the, you squat down to the ground, touch the ground with your fingertips and then jump as high as you can trying to reach the, the reach the, you know, high in the sky with your, with your hands. Uh, so he told me to do that 10 times. And um, <laughs> I did it. I mean, that's what he told me to do. I, I didn't, you know, I figured there was some purpose for it. But a few minutes later, I came back to the bench and I easily lifted the new weight, much higher than what I'd ever lifted before. And, uh, and all of a sudden, I looked over my shoulder at the end of that, and there were three green lights from the judges. I was very excited. So um, with that being said, that I, it, it was interesting because that was one of the first times that I realized that if you do something, some kind of strenuous exercise to get your mind off whatever is making you nervous, it can distract you in a way to help you focus more on the thing that you're going to be doing. Uh, because my advice, the, the advice from my coach, it was brilliant, you know, because when people get nervous, their heart starts to race, their heart starts to race um, very quickly. And in that, those situations, many of those physical symptoms of nervousness actually come from the racing heart. We'll talk about this more later, but it, it's really important to understand that. So a simple exercise like just doing some jumping jacks or some pushups can help you release some of that nervous tension. And in my case, before I did the burpees, I felt, you know, the sweaty palms and the racing heart. And then during the strenuous exercise, though, it was difficult for me to think about being nervous. In fact, when I came back to the bench, I had a lot of kind of positive energy. And then years later, just before I taught my first public speaking class by myself, when I, first class, really, first leadership class by myself, first time I was solo, I had trained with some of the best instructors in, in the world, but this is the first time I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have any, I didn't have any, uh, a net to, to kind of fall into. It was all up to me. And so I was pretty nervous and my heart started racing again. And since I had, had felt those symptoms before it, I, I knew a good way to deal with it. So I just went into the bathroom and I locked the door and then I did the little burpee routine. I just kind of did 10 burpees. And when I left the bathroom, I had to kind of straighten my tie up because it had gotten off a little off kilter. And I just kind of returned to the classroom and sure, I was still nervous, but that short little strenuous exercise helped me focus it, it, and it may work for you as well. It's a, a little tip that hopefully will help you reduce some of that nervousness. Um, the third thing that you can do is interact with and network with the audience when, when they come into the room. Um, re remember that it's much easier to talk to your best friend than it is to present to a stoic audience. So if you make friends with the people who are in your audience, then you'll make the presentation or delivering the presentation much easier. So get to the meeting room early, greet your audience members as they come into the room, start a conversation with them. This little exercise, this exercise does a couple of things for you. First, when you stand up in front of the group to begin your presentation, it's you're, that's not really the start. You're just continuing that conversation that you started earlier. And then second, as you ask questions about these new friends that you're, you're making, then your focus now moves away from yourself and onto the audience. So instead of hearing that negative self-talk that is common when we get nervous, 
you, you'll focus on on what the audience wants and and what they tell you that they're looking for. That that slight change, by the way, in focus makes a huge difference when you're presenting, because when we get nervous in front of an audience, then the self talk that we hear in our head will sound like, "Do I look nervous?" Um, can they hear my shaking voice? Am I making sense? You know, all those things are kind of rolling through our head. So if, if you notice that each one of those questions that we're asking ourselves internally, they focus on us, the speaker, not the audience. However, when you interact with, with people in your audience, just before you, you present, what they tell you will still be on the front of your mind. Uh, it, it'll be more on what they were talking about versus what you're kind of hearing in your own internal negative self-talk. So the more you focus on them, the less focus that you have on yourself and on your anxiety. So, and by the way, also when you start, you're going to see a number of friendly faces in the audience, these people that you've been communicating with. And anytime you start to feel nervous, all you really have to do is just make eye contact with one of the people who are smiling back at you and nodding their heads as you speak. That's going to, that will help your anxiety begin to kind of melt away. Uh, by the way, for additional help on networking with an audience, um, we did a, a, an additional podcast on this uh, not too long ago. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes so that you can listen to that if this is one of those things that if it's uncomfortable for you to kind of network or to um, interact with, with the people that are in your audience, then maybe that can be of some great help to you. So the fourth thing that you can do to kind of reduce that nervousness is uh, take a slow and steady deep breath. Now, I mentioned earlier that when we get nervous, your heart rate will increase. It'll start to beat faster. So many of the symptoms of nervousness actually occur because of this physiological change that 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 short, intense exercise that we talked about before, or even just a brisk walk can help you kind of calm down before a presentation that, you know, initially that heart rate is going to shoot up. But then as you kind of walk slowly to the meeting room, your heart rate will slowly drop down to a normal level. So if it was racing before, there's a good chance that it's going to be less, the, 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 the heart rate is going to be less quick than what it would be because of the, the nervousness if you do that, that intense exercise. So that's one of the things that, one of the reasons why we put that early but you can actually do this at will just with a little bit of deep breathing. So just before you begin to say the first words, take a couple of slow breaths, you know, deep breaths. Hold it. And then slowly let it out. So as you do this, your racing heart will begin to slow down to a normal rate, just like the, the exercise did. At the same time, many of these annoying symptoms of nervousness will begin to fade away as well. So the, the shaky voice, the shaky hands, the sweaty palms, the uh, butterflies in the stomach, all those things will start to kind of go away as well if you, if you do that. Um, years ago, I, I volunteered to work in a community theater in my hometown. This was back, uh, you know, high school, college um, time of, of my life. But before every stage performance, before the, before we would pull back the curtains, the director got the entire crew, actors, the stage crew, everybody involved in the production would stand in a circle and we'd all hold hands, which by the way, I mean, I'm kind of a manly man and that was a little uncomfortable for me at the time, but still would be probably, but um, it was something that, that she kind of encouraged us to do. And she had us all kind of close our eyes and take a slow and steady, deep breath. And we'd hold the breath for about 20 to 30 seconds. 
And then we'd slowly release that breath. And the process helped us to kind of calm our nerves pretty effectively. And then after we did that for a few minutes, just in the dark with um, with the entire crew there, then the director would just kind of, with a lot of excitement, say, okay, go knock them dead. And so she kind of increased her energy and enthusiasm at that point. So I've used this same technique before giving presentations in my career, and, and it works really, really well. Um, it's an easy technique that you can use whenever you start to feel any type of social phobia, by the way. So whether it's public speaking, fear or nervousness, or whether you're in an uncomfortable social situation or something like that, just kind of pause Take a deep breath, and that will help you kind of reduce that anxiety pretty dramatically. So the last one, I wanted to save the last one for last because this is the one that really has, it'll give you the most bang for your buck, so to speak. It's start your presentation with a personal story because that's going to help you calm your nerves almost instantly. Um, uh, by the way, it, uh, it, it's really one of the best ways to calm your nerves during a speech is to start with a with a story or an example, something from your own personal experience. Because when a when a nervous speaker starts with a story, the the process builds instant rapport with the or audience. You're going to make that that instant connection with the people who you're speaking to. For instance, um, like when I start my public speaking classes, I typically start by telling the group about my first professional speech, which, by the way, was a disaster. I was terrible and I walked out of the room mortified. So by starting with a personal story like that, I, I let the audience see that, hey, if I was a terrible speaker when I first started doing this and now I actually get paid to speak for a living, then anybody can do this. So. Uh, and a lot of times the things that I'm saying are relatable because they are things that each one of those people have kind of felt in their in, in their lives, probably at some time in the recent past, because that's why they're coming to a, a public speaking class. Right. So also when I tell a story uh, or or when anybody tells a story, really, all you really have to do is just remember what happened. <laughs> I don't have to practice telling what happened in that situation very often. I don't have to practice it much because I just play the video in my head. It's like a movie is playing in my head where I'm reliving that incident and reliving that, that memory. And all I have to do is just describe to the audience what happened in that, in that memory. Just tell the audience what, what I'm seeing in my head. Uh, no one in the audience, by the way, can argue with me. Nobody else was there. I was the only one in that room in, in, the current room that I'm speaking in that was in the other room where I had the, the public speaking problem, right? So there's no way that they can say, oh, that never really happened, Doug, because I was an eyewitness. I was there. However, what a lot of people do is they start their presentations with facts and statistics and data and that kind of thing. And if that's the case, then your audience will likely want to test your data. <laughs> they will, they want to play devil's advocate. So um, you get the you get a much more favorable reaction from your audience if you start with a story. Plus, it helps you lower your nerves as well. So, storytelling, by the way, is also an easy way to to uh, present. It shows the audience a high level of presentation skills. Some of the best speakers in the world are folks who have great stories. Great speakers tell great stories. So, if you want to be a great speaker, start your presentation with with a great story. Um, by the way, for more details on how to be a good storyteller, we did, we did a whole series on storytelling on, on the podcast, and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. So all of the links that I've kind of mentioned, I'll put those in the show notes. Um, you can also go to fearlesspresentations.com and do a search for any of the topics that, that we've kind of talked about. You can find all kinds of, of free articles and 
in uh, blog postings and and podcast recordings and videos and stuff like that to kind of help. Uh, and by the way, if you um, if you want to get a good public speaking coach, because out of all of these things that I've mentioned, you know, these simple public speaking tips can help you reduce nervousness before and during a speech. However, remember that the key to becoming a confident speaker is practice. So we suggest that you actually get a good coach to help because that can shave time down. It can make your, your learning curve much shorter and really save you on a lot of frustration. So, um, and luckily you have access to some of the best public speaking coaches in the world through the fearlesspresentations.com website. So just go to Fearless Presentations, fill out a web form, and um, you'll get hooked up with one of the best public speaking coaches in the world. All right. So thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast this week, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.